0: Hey there folks, Jeff here. I just wanted to take a quick minute to say thanks so much for all of your support of the show so far. If you didn't know already, you can find the video version of the podcast on YouTube, but no matter where you listen, if you like what you hear, be sure to give us a like, subscribe, or five stars, and tell a friend. Thanks so much for listening and supporting the show, and I'll see you soon with more All New Episodes. Hey everybody! Welcome back to another episode of the Dirty Decibels podcast. My name is Jeff, and tonight on the show, I'm hanging out with Oh the Humanity. Well, two two of the members of Oh the Humanity, Kevin and Chris, are with us tonight. How you guys doing? Great. How
1: are, so are you? Wonderful. I,
0: I'm 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 okay. I'm in a, a decent mood tonight. The, cool. the, the moods the moods vary from night to night. Quite a, quite a <laughs> bit.
2: <laughs> feel this that. Past, I feel this that.
0: Past year. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. Have you guys both been like? work do you guys work from home during the day or do you guys both still kind of go go to a workplace or what's your like what's your
2: pandemic all the time all day every day home always home
1: (laughs) i don't go anywhere don't do anything that's a lie i do some things but i spend way too much time in my home (laughs) Mm -hmm. i need to not be in it
0: (laughs) it's been it's been the case with all of us it's been the case with all of us um all oh, The Humanity is celebrating the release of their most recent full-length record. It's a self-titled record. And uh, it's, out, it's out today everywhere, <laughs> available on their band camp, um, which is awesome. This this record rips. You guys have done every single record you've done has been at Q Division, correct?
2: Yep. Everything <laughs> we've recorded. Uh, we did, the with the exception of the uh, split we did with The Hideout, the um, the basics were done at that uh, that studio that Converse hosted for a while down in the city where they were doing that Rubber Tracks program. Rubber Tracks, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so we did the basics there, and um, Sean from Q, who's done all our stuff, actually came to that session and then brought that the tracks from that session back to Q, and then we finished everything up at oh, Q. Cool. So cool. Oh, that's so cool. still, still cue adjacent, but yeah, that one, those two songs. So yeah, we finished tracking the five song EP and then we got the email about rubber tracks and we're like, oh, we have to write two more songs <laughs> to go do oh, rubber like we, <laughs> we just recorded
1: all of the songs we have, but I, I feel like I need to give a little, give a little props and shout out to Brian Davis though, because if you remember, we did do that, uh, that demo with him, like way back true. When, we, when we first started out.
2: yeah all those yeah all those (laughs) songs
1: ended up on the the first album that we did at q too but yep
2: have you guys happened haverell that we uh, recorded it at the brewery in like some overflow space they had at brian tracked that thanks brian if you hear this
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh that's that's rad did you do you guys have have you guys how did you like did you have a relationship with the 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 folks over at q division before you kind of made your first record um you know, besides like, did, did he work, did he work there before that? Or how did you guys like get, get hooked up?
2: Yeah. So we knew Sean from college, Sean Kahalen and oh, he's, okay. he's engineered everything that we've d- that we've put out. So, gotcha. um, yeah, so we just basically, when we record something, we say, Hey, Sean, we've got songs. What's your availability look like? <laughs> and then, uh, we, you know, we, we make it work. He's a busier and busier boy
1: as the years go on, but we're, uh, we're able to make it work. Yeah, we're in yeah. him and our drummer, him and Teeny, our drummer, were roommates, I think. At one point, in yeah. In college, yeah. I remember he came out to a show that we did somewhere in like Beverly or something, and I hadn't met Sean. He was just like, oh, yeah, you guys are cool. I want to record you. And we're like, cool, we want to be recorded. He's the best. He's he's the best. <laughs> he, nicest
2: really, guy he really is the best. So good at what he does.
0: Yeah, Q Division's like pretty legendary in the city, I feel like. Everybody's, everybody's got got some story to tell about them or like some connection to them or uh, it seems like in one way or the other, but I mean, that's a, that's a pretty big, it's like a massive place, right? They got like multiple rooms in there and everything.
2: Yeah. So they're less so now because they lost um, their old B room. And so they've had to kind of reshuffle. But still the A, the A room is, is as it's always been in its glory. And just, just like the vibe there is awesome. Like when you're hanging out there and like, you're hanging out with the people there and you're tracking there. It's just like, the vibe is awesome. The sounds they get are awesome. It's just like a very cool place to, to be and
1: record. We're lucky to be able to, to work there with Sean for sure. And when we were doing the, the first couple of things we did there, I was actually living like a mile down the street. So we would do these kind of epic weekend sessions where we would get there at like nine o'clock in the morning, go until like, two o'clock the next morning, go crash at my apartment for like five hours. I would wake everyone up by making everyone breakfast. And then we'd be back there at like nine ten the next morning. Nice. So it would just be like, we would have like three days. And in those three days, we would do probably like 40 hours or something, <laughs> something ridiculous. Yeah, yeah man, that was dumb like, and fun.
0: I feel like it's <laughs> always, uh, it's always a cram session, you know, just because like, people are on a budget and you know, you get it, you got to get it done when you get to get it done. Like it's, that's what makes like being in the studio fun though. It's like, you know, you just go hard for, for two days and sleep on a floor and then get, get at it again and finish it, you know? Um, but, uh, I feel like I heard, did, did I, have I heard correctly rumors that they might not stay in, in Davis square? I feel like I kind of heard recently that they might move.
2: I'm not sure. Somewhere um, somewhere else. I mean, I haven't been in the building now. So we, our last session tracking this record was um, last February. So I haven't, I haven't been in or around the building sen- since then, but they, I mean, they just redid what what was their old D room, right, Chris? And like, that's now their B space because they lost their old B room. So they just did a bunch of like moving of equipment and getting that other room up and running. So,
1: but I, I'm not sure. They're definitely being subjected to some of the gentrification that's happening throughout Somerville Lake. Um, that losing their original B room wasn't their, their decision. I guess there was some tech startup maybe that had rented space in the same building and they decided they wanted more space and the landlord was basically just like, yeah, you kind of have to move out of that space so so this other company can move in. And then there was a laundry mat that was attached to Q as well in that laundry mat. Apparently it's not a laundry mat anymore, but whoever moved in there kept the sign to make it like look like authentic Somerville or something. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if if they were just kind of getting squeezed from all angles and ended up somewhere else, but I don't think either of us have actually heard anything about that, but I would be sad. Like I love going to that place. It's so comfortable to record in there. Yeah. I feel like that would be a huge fucking bummer.
0: They've got such a legendary presence, you know, but I mean, I feel like you you think studios maybe are not always as victim as much of a victim to uh, getting squeezed out as like performance spaces are because uh, they're like studios kind of by design tend to try to be sort of tucked away and hidden like off the beaten path Whereas like, you know, a venue that's on a a main, a main strip sharing space with like retail or whatever else I feel like, or apartment, you know, college or whatever, like they probably are a little bit more vulnerable maybe, but, um, but like, I guess that's, that's probably the one good thing is that studios purposely try to hide themselves. You know, they're kind of like tucked away. Um, so, so February of 2019 is when you guys wrapped tracking on this.
2: February 2020 or February so, tw-
0: February 2020. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: So <laughs> yeah. that was the last time we did a couple of overdubs. We did some group vocals, and then we listened to everything for the last time before mixing. And then we were in the process of mixing um, end of February into early March, and then. And then all of this happened.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We we, just got it in. You got like
0: slid in right under the, under the gun because Mm -hmm. everything crashed down like a month later. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. So like the writing, most of the writing, you know, or all of the writing process for this record uh, took place, you know, prior to the pandemic. It sounds like it. Yeah.
2: For, for the, for for the music, for sure. Um, This record was unique for us in the way that, um, so we started tracking this record in April of 2019 was when we first put down drums and bass and, and the first round of guitars. Um, and then we had a couple sessions, Chris, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we had a couple sessions in like late spring, early
1: summer to wrap up more guitars and stuff.
2: Well, we,
1: I think what we do is we, we did one of those like epic weekends, maybe like three days where we got all the basics done. And then I think it was, that was in April. And then I don't think it was until September Is that, that when we you guys got went in, in there again. Yeah. Because oh, okay. yeah, it was like September, me and Jim went in and just did like a, like an 18 hour, just guitar overdub session. Sean, once again, Sean, he's, he's the yep. real hero here. He he dealt with it. But, um, but yeah, when we, when we recorded all those basics, we didn't, really have all the vocals figured out and we didn't have all the guitar leads or all the guitar solos and all that kind of stuff. And that was a little bit by design because we were just kind of really antsy to record. And also we wanted to use the basics to to write all the rest of that stuff because the only demos we had of it were just like, I brought my um, little like eight input uh, interface to the practice space one time and just like, recorded us playing it so that was basically all we had for demos and we wanted to take time to like work out these like melodies and like come up with we do some like back and forth guitar solo stuff and we wanted to have um we wanted to have like the basics there so we could sit at our houses and just like do that for hours until we thought we had good stuff so it was kind of by design but not entirely i mean it was by design that we were going to do the basics and then go back in, but it wasn't by design that it was going to be like a 10 months process.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like, so what, what was the, what was the process kind of like after the pandemic hit? Like how, how much did that kind of slow things down? Did you guys just put it put the whole thing on hold for a while? Or like, what was, what was the, that, uh,
1: that was kind of interesting because, um, we, we had all the tracking done and we were, Basically, we just couldn't go in and participate in the mixing. Like Sean mixed it all at his house and we would just be like every week he'd be sending us stuff and we'd be sending him notes and then he'd send us stuff. So we did all the mixing that way and then we did the mastering that way. But I think the pandemic kind of maybe it was a little bit of a blessing as far as how we're releasing it because we had a bunch of cool shows coming up that unfortunately got canceled by the pandemic. So we were kind of like, all right, let's just put this out there. We were, we were talking about just like releasing it digitally and, you know, whatever, just getting it out there so we could have it out there for all these cool shows we had coming up over the summer and everything. But because there weren't going to be any shows, we're like, Oh, maybe we should take some time and like see if we can like get like a cool uh, vinyl release going and everything like that. And, that's kind of how it shaped out but like if it weren't for the pandemic who knows if we would have had the patience to like go through that whole process
2: yeah shout out terry from the jukebox romantics who sent me a message something to the effect of don't be an idiot <laughs> <laughs> don't just put it up on the internet i think yeah, he might have said don't be a fucking
1: idiot like take, I, your, take your time with that. <laughs> you know, yeah yeah, I remember at one point, me and Kevin were talking. And Kevin's like, "Man, it's just been so long since we rec- released anything. I mean, it only been, it had probably been like two years or a year and a half since we put out the split. It wasn't really that that long, but you're antsy. Really it felt like antsy. it was a really really long time. And we were like, oh, we got these cool shows, and we want we're going to be playing these songs anyways, and it's stupid to play them but not have them really. So, yeah, so we were we were just thinking about just throwing it out there to the world, but because we didn't do that, now we are gonna have some like cool, cool records. and um we have like a cool video. And so,
0: yeah, i I, I feel like it's come up a few times, um, you know, in recent conversations about how like the the ability to like have that pause and not be be under the pressure that you know most artists put themselves under within a certain time frame to complete something definitely has its upsides as far as like the way that people have been able to process through whatever the thing is that they're creating or like putting out that kind of came unexpectedly from the, from the, you know, resulted from the pandemic.
1: Yeah. And for us, it's like completely self-inflicted pressure. It's not like there's like (laughs) anyone banging down our doors for new tunes from us. We just, we just wanted to have new songs recorded and out there.
2: And we like always put some kind of artificial deadline on ourselves. Like Chris, I don't know if you remember, but like the CDs for like the first full length we put out, the CDs showed up like the week of our album release show or something silly like that.
1: Like we, we got had, them and went on tour like two days later. Yeah, like
2: we had we had booked the show, like planned this whole tour without having the CDs in hand. And like that whole week leading up to like sure do hope we have those albums in hand before we go on tour. And so we just like we've always kind of put these like these weird deadlines on ourselves to like keep us under the gun. And then with this, we didn't really, there wasn't that pressure. Um, but, you know, it, it all worked out. I mean, it's been as much as it sucked sitting on this album until now um, it's been cool to have this, to look forward to, you know, because like yeah. what, what else is there to look forward to? So um, it's been cool over the last couple months to like get ready for the release and then, you know, have this whole, Um, release cycle going on and then now finally to have it out. So uh, that's, it's been cool. Like wasn't by design, but it's, it's been fun nonetheless. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think like it's two sides of the coin, you know, everybody, like you got to put some kind of a deadline on shit. Right. Cause like, even like, even like I do with this, like, you know, I can't like, I got to make myself put out an episode every week. Otherwise like I will just like a a month will go by. I won't do it. You know, like you gotta like, you gotta have (laughs) something But I think it's been really interesting to look at the way that people have been like, yeah, like it's really weird. I I did this thing, but because the pandemic came along, I had no I had no deadline anymore. I suddenly was able to just like sit with this thing. Like and whether it's even through the mixing process or like, you know, having like kind of the distance from it, being able to like listen to it a little bit slower, like absorb it a little bit longer, um, or like let it kind of bake, you know, before gearing up for your release and doing all that, that stuff, I feel like has to actually probably have a, have a positive, you know, Um, or just allow you to kind of approach it in a different way. That's a little bit more pleasantly creative and not like under the gun, you know?
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I, when we were first working on it, it was cool because it gave, I'll speak for myself. It gave me something to work on when I was feeling insane. Those first few weeks when we were like the real panic of, of quarantine was setting in and like getting those mixes every couple of weeks and and getting together to have calls with the guys and to have that to work on, um, gave me kind of a, a sense of purpose outside of my normal daily stuff, you know? So, um, from that perspective, like the creative part aside, you know, having time, it was cool to have something to, um, to focus on
1: other than there's a global pandemic, <laughs> you know, honestly, that's kind of, that's kind of been true for the entire last year because this entire year we've been sort of working on putting it out. Like at least uh, I mean, me and Kevin are talking about all the time. Like there was a time we were like, like last spring, we're like, all right, cool. We have it. Now who's going to master it? And then we're like, you know, thinking about different people to master it. And then we're like, all right, how are we going to release it? Are we going to self-release it? Are we going to find, see if we can find a label to help. And then, you know, we're, emailing labels, asking if anyone's interested, that whole thing. Another interesting thing about it is that normally when we finish recording something, we get back together and we're like, all right, let's write something new. Who's got riffs? And then it's like, all right, we're mostly spent of of like parts and songs and everything. But now like because of the last year I've just been sitting in my house playing guitar. I feel like when we get back together, it's going to be like, all right, do you want to work on this one? Do you want to work on this one? Do you want to work on this one? I can't wait to have that you get a, problem. You get a <laughs> I stockpile can't wait. Of really I, have, go, yeah. I have a whole stockpile of stuff. And like, I hope I remember it all because I record stuff on my own sometimes, but a lot of it, I'm just kind of trusting that it's going to be in the back of my head when I go to find it. So mm-hmm. we'll see. We're, gonna, we're all getting that vaccine pretty soon. So we'll be probably getting back to kind of normal band practices sometime soon So you month, guys, think. you guys
0: haven't been able to do you guys haven't done anything like not uh, nothing in person since
1: uh well we were last summer we were getting together in my backyard a little bit and like playing with acoustic guitars and like being like oh maybe we'll do an acoustic set and everything like that but not real rocking. that kind of dried up and then during the winter me and kevin have been hanging out at the practice space and I bought a new amp, so I just wanted to go up there and, like, make so much noise. <laughs> so Kevin's been kind enough to come with me, and I've been showing him stuff that I've been working on myself. Yeah. But we haven't had the five of us, like, inside a room with instruments in our hands in over a year now. Yeah. But we're so it's close easy. to it now, so <laughs> that's, like, yep. that's like a major source of, like optimism for me it's like i'm gonna have band practice soon i'm very excited mm-hmm. yeah. about that everybody can taste it
0: <laughs> so like, close yes. <laughs> what was logistically what was your process with like how did you guys so did you guys all like go on a zoom call together and then like listen to the tracks at the same time to like take notes on like what how like how did you guys kind of physically do the the, the mixing process like logistically i'm just curious
2: <laughs> yeah so we had a, a google doc that we were working on and then everyone would leave their personal notes. So we listened independently. Everyone had their personal notes for each song. And then we would get together and talk through them. And then if, if it was like, Oh, I didn't hear that. Or, Oh, I'm not hearing it that way. Then we would all like listen on the side while we're on a video call and then like talk through it sort of thing. Gotcha. Yeah. So, I mean, it was, it was a little clunky, but it worked. And then, you know, we would schedule a call every like week or you know, every 10 days or something to catch back up and, and go, you know, cause everyone has lives and stuff. So, you know, get back together, listen to everything again, talk through it again. So, you know, kind of went through a cycle of, of that for a while.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. I was just curious, like, it's weird how everybody's had to like just adapt with this kind of shit, you know, and like figure out yeah. how, to, how to do it all. So it's, it's, it's interesting yeah. to me. <laughs> it wasn't ideal,
2: but like, it, you know, it, it worked. It was, it was cool. And like I said, it gave us a reason to get together, get, Get together, you know, and uh, and and talk and stuff.
1: So, yeah, it was something, yeah. something like you said. It was like during at the very beginning of the pandemic, it was kind of like you know panic mode. Like, what? I can't hang out with my friends. Are you kidding? But it it, it kind of gave something to look forward to, something to think about outside of you know the same. I don't know whether you were being depressed about everything or mad about everything. I think I was tending a little towards the mad (laughs) because of the way the whole thing was being handled, but it just gave something completely outside of all that to focus on. And it was, it it was kind of a blessing to be working on it during, during that period of time. And like I said, during this entire year, like just having something to look forward to and something to be optimistic about.
0: Totally. Totally. How do you like, it's funny. I, you know, you, you read some of the, the song titles on this record, um, you know, wits end at our lowest, like never (laughs) worse and (laughs) perspective and stuff like that. And you think to yourself, like, you know, it, it, it kind of sounds like songs that could have could have very well been written during this year. Uh, you know, and, and (laughs) during this, uh, this time that like we've all kind of been experiencing, um, and so i'm curious like kind of where the where the the songwriting process for this one started and like kind of how like where you were coming from with a lot of these these tracks with whether they were kind of new or had been sitting in the bank for a while or like uh i don't know if you want to talk a little bit about that
1: real yeah. quick real Go quick ahead. because i'm gonna let kevin answer that one but um uh, joe mcfasden uh the guy who took our the the photos that we're kind of using for all like the press related stuff for this I ran into him in Salem the other day and uh he was like oh yeah I was talking to Kevin and and reading through the lyrics and like I always Kevin's a good friend of mine and I always think you know Kevin's Kevin's at a pretty good point in life you know he seems like a pretty happy guy then I read the lyrics and I'm like oh man (laughs) like you okay buddy is is everything all right (laughs) he he was saying that to me and I was like (sighs) I was like yeah I mean you gotta have your outlets you know (laughs) Yeah.
2: So that, yeah, that's, that's correct. And like, it's funny because I get a lot of shit, you know, ingest from friends that I'm like smiling when I'm on stage the whole time, but my songs Dude, tend towards so really, but yeah. my songs tend so- <laughs> towards me being so sad. And it's just like, yeah, it's like, that's the way I get that, those feelings out, you know? And, and uh, you know, this record was a little different because like, I'm not, I'm not as sad as I used to be. Like, every, everyone has some amount of sadness, right? But, like, I don't think I'm, like, I, I you know, I've, I've started to kind of work on myself and get my shit together in a way. So a lot of the songs, while the content might be a little similar, I'm sort of looking at it, I'm looking at that person in the rear view a little bit, you know what I mean? So um, some of the lyrics tend towards kind of talking about myself in the third person a little bit because, like, some of those tendencies I don't have as much anymore. Some of those feelings might be old feelings. You know what I mean?
0: Totally. Um,
2: but the weird thing about this record lyrically is that, so we wrote these songs and tracked these songs over the course of a couple years. And um, I, when we went in to record basics, I think I only had lyrics for like five of the 11 songs, maybe six of the 11 songs. And um, my wife was pregnant when we went into track um, basics and I probably should have been a little more foot on the gas writing lyrics like through the spring and the summer, but we had like a summer tour that we went on. So I think other, other stuff was going on. And then we had, um, we had my daughter that, uh, in September of that year. And then it was like, okay, I need to, you know, get through the, getting the baby home and getting settled with life and stuff. And it's like, okay, time to get back in the studio and finish this record and also write lyrics for five songs. So like a couple of the songs, like I had a, like a pretty good idea of like melodically what I was trying to do. And, and lyrically, what I was trying to do in a couple of songs, I was sort of shooting from the hip and, uh, and Chris makes it a point to go to all of my vocal sessions or most of them if he can. And Chris, you'll remember the one I went to where I like I went in with an idea and I just from from the first second I started saying I hated it like it just wasn't coming out right. I, I didn't love what I was doing and like. I was just like an exhausted new dad on top of it. And, and I'd never gone through this before. Right? Like usually yeah. the songs are at least somewhat battle tested live before yeah. I go in and record yeah. them. These were brand new ideas that I've I'd never even sung out loud before. Cause I have a five week old in my house. So right. like, they're all just ideas from my head that I'm singing out, you know, out loud. So like Chris off the side was like, Hey, like if you're not happy with this, like why don't we work on some of the, the lyrics together he's like I have some ideas that I've, I've worked on and like if if you want to see them then then let's try that and like we had never I've always just written everything um, but Chris actually ended up writing the lyrics for two of the songs in this record and it was really cool to be able to like have Chris contribute that way and have me sing his thoughts um, so that that was new for us and awesome like I totally enjoyed it uh, and thanks Chris for the help. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah. I'm not super comfortable writing lyrics and I never really did much of that before, but, um, I know I was, I was was feeling a little bit, uh, uh, inspired. So, um, yeah. And then like, like Kevin said, there were, there were a bunch of songs left. So I was like, yeah, I do have some ideas. So it worked out. And then that kind of jogged my
2: confidence into like wrapping up that last one, the last track on the record, which was the last one I finished. Um, so like getting having some momentum going through those last two that you helped me with got me over the finish line with with the last track. So yeah, it was cool. I mean, it, it was definitely um not our typical recording experience, especially vocal-wise. But um yeah, I'm super happy with how it came out. And um yeah, I, I'm uh I'm excited. I'm excited this day is finally here. <laughs> <laughs> Did, so you
0: guys have you always um so you pretty much always it's been strictly like you uh, contributing lyrics, um, and this was like kind of the first time that you you guys like shared lyrically some of the some of the, the writing.
2: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Usually it's the song is done musically, you know, front to back, and then the guys go here you go, Kevin's song is done, and then you know okay. I do the vocal part, and then we play it live and see if it works. If it doesn't, we tweak it a little bit, and then and then it's done. Yeah. This was the first time uh, anyone other than than, uh, than me wrote lyrics. It was cool. It was it was actually, it was like really neat to not have them feel so personal to me. Like, so I could be a little more objective about like where stuff fits and like moving stuff around it. They weren't so precious to me, right? Because they weren't my words. Like I was being
1: respectful with Chris's words, obviously, but um, it yeah, was interesting. Yeah, come at it with a different perspective. Yeah, you know? yeah. totally. Yep. We've given you like themes before. Like I think one time we are like, Write a song about how we don't want to grow up and we just want to rock. <laughs> yeah, like, thank you for the input, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, right, like, that was the extent of it.
0: <laughs> I can't think of a crazier shift in life uh, from, like, you you said, like, you know, you had a, a batch of songs written and then some that you hadn't gotten to yet, and then, like, coming at it with a new baby on the other side of it. Like, I can't think of a more, like, <laughs> like crazy shift from, like, one session to the next to have to, like, revisit you know, how you're feeling and like what you're writing, you know, where you're coming from when you're writing, like that's such a, that's such a huge change, you know, in, in, in a different place in life to be at, which is, which is really cool. I mean, I think that's really rad.
2: Yeah, it was, um, I'll, I i do not think I'll ever forget. Um, I, we had a session booked and I was working on that song that we did for the video, never worse. And I had, I've had the chorus for that song done for a long time. But, um, and I had kind of an idea melodically what I wanted to do during the the verse, but I'd kind of like never really settled on, on lyrics. And, uh, there was this one night, I think, I think this was just after fest. So I think my daughter was like six weeks old. And I I said to my wife, I'm like, I have to get get out of the house somewhere and go try to write this. So like, I walked down, there's a, there's a brewery, a couple of streets down. I, I walked down, it was like a Wednesday night. So there was like nobody there. And I just sat there with my laptop and worked there for two hours. But I remember the whole time I was just thinking of like, like my wife and kid at home, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so it was like, I was focusing on what I was doing, but at the same time, I'm like, why am I here? Um, so it was like very, it was nice to get out. And I actually got the song done in that little like writing session. So it worked, but it was a very weird thing where I couldn't fully focus. And I think that's kind of just an adjustment you make being a parent. It's like you kind of always have other stuff rolling through your head. Um, but I was still so new to it at that point that it was weird to be like, I'm trying to focus on this, but like, I couldn't, I couldn't like focus completely on what I was trying to do. It still got it done, but, um, yeah. yeah, it was, it's interesting. It's awesome. Uh, I love being a dad, but yeah, it was, a it was a challenge.
0: And I mean, it's inevitable that it's, it's going to show up across the board from now on, you know, in one way <laughs> or another, like it's, it's, that's never going to not be a part of like how you're trying to write, like what you're trying to do. Like, it's just going to be in there, you know?
2: Yep. I'm just gonna smile more at shows now. So look forward to it, everybody. <laughs> got that post pandy grin going. No, everybody got that loves it. Everybody grid.
0: loves it. But yeah, I feel like when I, you know, when I first saw the 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 list of new tracks, I was just like, and I wasn't sure exactly when you guys had finished tracking it. I was like, yeah, like a lot of these songs sound like they sound like pretty they they're going to resonate pretty well with (laughs) the way that people have been kind of feeling after this fucking year. And, uh, and so, you know, it may have, the timing just may have been spot on.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I I write sad boy lyrics. So it's my (laughs) thing. I don't know. It's just, it, you those know, it's, are my
0: favorite lyrics.
2: I mean, there have been times when we have new songs in the can and Chris is bugging me because he wants to play them live. And I'm like, dude, I'm like happy. Life is fine. I don't have anything to write about. Like, I'm so unmotivated <laughs> to write when everything is fine and I'm content. <laughs> like, seriously. I'm not I, I angry.
0: Need, I have no music to write. <laughs> I need some
2: sort of turmoil because I'm not someone who like, I don't write as a practice, right? It's, I'm not one of those people like sits down for half an hour a day and just writes. Like, I need um the music that the guys have that we've worked on together um to write against right i don't just like write lyrics separate from music um i certainly like have ideas that i jot down i have this long running google doc of just like tiny little lyric snippets so when a new song is done i kind of run them by all those those little lyric ideas and be like oh is one of these gonna work um but yeah, so like if if everything's fine and everything's like going good in my life, those songs are gonna sit for a bit because I don't have anything to write about. Yeah. Gotcha.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I um I'm always interested to hear people's like process too, cause cause like I think I think people people have super unique ways of approaching anything that's like really personal, you know. And it's just it's either it's either full blown stream of consciousness. Like you said, like people just sit down and they write, you know, um, or it's gotta have, it's gotta have the structure around it to like resonate off of, you know, whether
2: it's, yeah, I have to be having it.
0: the music written or just other, other experiences or people around somebody, you know?
2: Yeah. For me, it's like, I, I just have, I really have to mean it. And for me to mean it is usually means I'm like upset. Like if I'm happy, like I'm, uh, like, I don't know. I content for me is content is still right. Like uneasiness for me is being upset or worried or nervous or whatever. Right. And like, that's, that's what tends to motivate the kind of thoughts that force me to, to write, you know, like yeah. calm for me is not a, a place, um, where I'm creative. I think uh touche amore, one of those lyrics from one of their earlier albums is it's hard to write content and it still is. And it still is. And I, I so identify with that lyrics. Like, yeah, I, I feel that.
0: Who, do, who are like collectively, like all of you guys, I mean, like, where do you, where do you guys draw some of your biggest, your biggest influences from? Cause every time I listen to you guys, I have to admit I go, I go down this very, very happy, like nostalgic kind of, lane where I get, I get super nostalgic for like the mid two thousands and like a whole bunch of bands I used to like, like therefore I am and receiving end of sirens (laughs) and, um, under oath and like a whole bunch of those bands. So I'm just, I'm super curious.
1: (laughs) So, um, I think that era is probably a pretty heavy drawer. um, but like, especially if I go back and listen to some of the stuff that I was super into in like the mid 2000s, like, um, you know, like uh, one band that we always say it would be like a Wilhelm Scream because we all have our own things, but that's one band that we all happen to agree on. Um, band like Strike Anywhere for me. Um, but the, another layer of it is that I think that like the people in those bands aren't that much older than we are. And I think that the music that inspired the people that were making the, those uh, those records in the mid 2000s were probably listening before they made those records. They were probably listening to a lot of the other stuff that inspired them. Like, like for me personally, like um, since I'm writing like the guitar parts and things like that, um, I'm thinking. I like pretty much every guitar player I ever have liked is in the back of my head. If I'm coming, trying to come up with a part, like so, there might be a little part in there that's like kind of Iron Maiden-y or maybe no one else would notice it, but like in the back of my head, I might be like, oh, maybe that's where like I got that idea, or like Thin Lizzy, even, or like you know, like going way back. And I know that some of those bands in the mid two thousands were like listening to some of that old like rock music and metal music and like even uh me and Jim the other guitar player we were into like some of the like Swedish melodic death metal like in flames and stuff like that like they have all these like big guitar harmonies and things like that and not that we're trying to not that we're like trying to sound like that or do that but um but it's like definitely up there um and so I think a lot of those, I think that stuff was up there for a lot of those mid-2000 bands that you're referring to when they were coming up with that stuff. So like, yeah. so it's like we have, and I'm not trying to get like too, I'm not trying to like take this to another level or anything, but like we have all the those, that era bands that you were just mentioned in our head. But we also have in our head the stuff that, those guys had in their heads when they were making those records too so it's like just like kind of like a multi-layered thing but the other thing is is that like we all kind of were into i mean we're all into the same general type of music but we all had different bands that were our go-tos when we got together and there i think at some point we had like a very specific conversation that was like let's not try to be too genre specific let's like if someone has an idea and it's a cool idea let's like try and try and work it out and see how it comes out because like even if when we're working on it we're like oh that sounds a little different than the rest of the songs we're doing it might might not fit on a record or it might not fit with like the other stuff we're doing like when we're all playing it and we've all had our hands in like working it out when we're writing it it's going to come out sounding like us and like that's the point you don't want everything to be like kind of the same kind of thing so if you listen to the whole album that we have like I mean, there's probably a lot of songs that you'd be like, oh, yeah, those songs are all similar to to it. But there's definitely some, like, outliers that I feel like at, when we were younger, maybe, we would have been like, oh, that song's a little too different than the other ones, Um, you know, that kind of thing. And I think we've made, like, a concerted effort to not do that and just to kind of, like, I mean, every now and again, we'll be working on something. We'll just be like, all right, this is this is a little too ridiculous. There you know, is like, a line. There yeah, is there's de- a line There's there's, sure. de- <laughs> there's definitely a line, but, but like when we're, when we're at practice and we're working out songs, we do make an effort to not to like make, to like, to like cast a pretty wide net, you know, yeah. like we're not trying to like, trying to make an entire like batch of songs into necessarily the exact same style. And like I said a minute ago, um, like, even if something's different, like it's us that's writing it and it's us that's playing it. So that's what it's going to sound like, you know, for better yeah. or worse, but
2: it passes the test with the majority of us. At least we try, we try to uh, let most ideas pass. If most of us like it. Yeah. Right? So that that's generally the, the policy.
0: No, I love, I love it. I love you guys. I, I, I like, I love that. I it's, you got that like melodic hardcore and it's like, Oh, that reminds me of like, I don't know, story of the year or something. And then you've got your sick, like, Trans Siberian Orchestra harmonic guitarist, <laughs> like the <laughs> parts that you do, like it's fucking great. Um, and I, I like, you know, you were talking before about lyrically, and one of the one of the the tracks we we can we totally should talk talk about is uh, your your track. Everyone in Gainesville looks like someone I know, which uh, resonates with me in particular very very strongly because uh, I I too have written a uh, a love a little bit of a love ballad to the fest. Um, that uh that nice. i i've i've played sometimes I think we uh, most of us who have been can kinda can kind of resonate pretty well with what it, what a life changing and <laughs> like crucial experience it is <laughs> on, on it's awesome levels.
1: it's the best it's Mon- uh... <laughs> Monday after fest is like the worst hangover of the year dude. so this past <laughs> so fest, alone I, down there.
2: <laughs> i flew out of that little airport in gainesville so i stopped intentionally stopped partying at like 10 30 11 o'clock i had a super early flight out the next morning and i got so i got there at like normal airport time like right you get to the airport like an hour and a half early because you have to go through security and everything like i'd never flown out of this airport before i could have shown up Five minutes before this plane took off, and I could have got on it, no problem. Like I got there. I was all right. So I got out of our hotel and I'm super fucking hung up. Sorry, I like censored myself. Like I can't swear on this podcast. Super fucking hung over, <laughs> waiting for my Uber outside of the hotel. It's not even eight o'clock in the morning yet, like, still drunk. People and are still
1: out partying, probably. <laughs> this cup, this couple, yeah. oh, this yeah. couple
2: <laughs> walks up to me and they're like, Can we share your Uber? <laughs> I was like so unprepared for this question. I'm just like are you going to the same place I'm going? You haven't asked me where I'm going. <laughs> like, well, you're going to the airport, right? And I was like, yes. How do you know <laughs> <Yes. that? laughs> Sure. So they're like, okay, cool. So they just get in my Uber and I'm just like, I'm, I'm still just like out of my mind. And so we we're, we take the super chatty Uber to the airport and I'm thinking that like, it's going to be a normal airport experience, right? We're going to get in. There's going to be hundreds of people milling about with their coffees, getting ready for security, we get in there. Security hasn't even clocked in yet. Like we are, it's just me and these two people who hijacked my Uber sitting there for like forty-five minutes by ourselves in this airport. And they're clearly looking at me like they want to have conversation because we're best friends. And I was just like, I just put my headphones in and I pulled my hat down on my face. I was like, I'm not. I can't. I'm just completely unprepared for this social interaction. I'm just gonna sit here by myself. They don't have coffee. I'm just like, I can't. I can't do it. Um, but yeah, I love, I I love fest so much. And like, yeah, we've had three, we, we've gone three years in a row and they've all been different in, in very different ways, like between the people, like every year a different wave of friends comes. Right. So like there's some people who are constants and then there's some people who only went to one or, or only went to this other one. And so you have like very specific memories with those people. Every
0: year has its vibe.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And like, And so it's like, you're going to the same places, right? And you're seeing, you know, maybe like 40 to 50% the same bands, but the feeling is always different because you're, you know, depending on the time of day or the people you're with or what's happened, you know, the night before or whatever. Um, So, yeah, I mean, like when we went down for our first fest is when I wrote that song and we played it the next two fests that we played and it ended up on this record so i think is that the second oldest song on this record chris that was like dun done that we were playing live I think. uh
1: yeah that's that sounds about right yeah I th- but yeah, yeah i remember we were we were writing that one and it was like it was like a little more upbeat and then it was like oh let's make this a party song i was like mm-hmm. this should be a party song and Kevin, can you write ly- this? This was our lyrical contribution. It was like, Kevin, this song. Can you this write song, some happy
0: party lyrics?
1: This song <laughs> should be a happy party song. So there we go, helping Kevin out with lyrics. But yeah, and uh, yeah, it was funny. And that 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 title came from. We were just walking around, and not, I don't think any of us had ever been to the fest before. That was no, uh, I don't think so. Yeah, it was our it was our first one we were playing, and it was the first one we'd ever been to. And we were we played in Jacksonville on Friday night, like idiots, like because we were like, oh, we're touring down, we we need to right. play as many shows as possible. Right. Little did we know we would have just, I mean, the show was fine, but like we obviously would have had more fun if we were at a fest You're like you don't want to burn it but we're anyways at, we're, we're f-
2: at the show scrolling through the fest schedule being like we could be seeing this band right now we could be <laughs> yeah. seeing this band right
1: now yeah but like uh I, I just remember we were walking around and we kept seeing people and we're like is that is that is that and that's where that name came from like every time we saw someone and sometimes it was someone we knew and sometimes it wasn't but we pretty much we all th- like that entire first day there we were just walking around like Thinking that every person we saw was someone that we knew. So that's kind of like the hey, kind of I, like overly literal. <laughs> like, literal well, that's thing. like I mean,
0: like, and and it's just one of those things where like you have to have been there, like because it, it you, to feel that. You know what I mean? Because that's just how it is. You see it, it it just I don't know. It speaks so well on a on a on a literal and a metaphorical level. Like it's just uh you you see people that you literally are like, oh, oh, sorry. I thought you were somebody else. And then, mm-hmm. and then also you see 3000 people that are your people, you know? And, yep. uh, it's
1: and just it's, like the happiest place on earth. Like everyone is friendly with each other. Like, I don't think I've ever seen a fight there, you know, like yeah, everyone's just, everyone's just doing their thing, having a good time. And it's just punk, a lot punk of fun rock Christmas,
0: man. Punk rock yeah. Christmas. That That's my, so that's where I got my lyrical inspiration from. Cause I was like, uh, I, I heard somebody, one of the very first times I went down there refer to it as punk. Like, they were like, it's like Christmas. It's like punk rock Christmas. And I was like, that's,
2: yeah, that's a good way of putting it. That, that yep.
0: this, this is the closest thing to, uh, a religious experience <laughs> that is that is not a religious experience It's so experience, much fun. It's it's I, honestly I it's
2: like more ahead. fun than we deserve to have. It's it, it's awesome. And like I know some folks who like have gone and absolutely hate it and they're people that I like
1: and I don't uh, I I have never met any of those people. I've never, at, I'll, least I'll, I've never I'll, had, I'll, at least I've can, never had at least I guess I had that conversation. I could tell you who they
2: are when we're not on the Zoom, but uh and I'm like I I can't disagree with an opinion more than that opinion (laughs) I love it so much yeah
1: yeah I imagine it's not for everyone but but yeah we had a lot of fun and it was yeah when we were on that first that first fest that we did I think it was in 2017 that was when we were really first starting to write the songs for this one and it was like oh we have this song that we want to be a party lyrics and then we got back and we're like okay now we have the inspiration we just like Went to the to the most fun party there is, so, boom song, next yeah. song,
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's and it's fucking great, man. It's it's like it's a, it's certainly definitely one of my favorites, um, and I've and I've gotten to see you guys play it like at least at least a good handful of times now at this point, so, um. No, it's pretty cool. Um, and then you guys also, re- you guys also released. Uh, well, you kind of released the track "Never Worse" uh, in video form, and uh, th- it's pretty cool. I um, I really like this video because it's not like what you would think of as a traditional like animated or lyric video. It's got organic like actual video like footage in it, as well as this kind of animated storyline. Um, uh, dude's name is Aaron, Aaron Marin. So, so, yep. So Aaron,
2: yep. Aaron took, um, so, so Chris's friend, Justin was the one who animated this for us. Okay. And, and Aaron, um, had shot our set when we opened four strung out a few years ago
0: Okay. and
2: because he made like a live video of one of one of the songs off the split. And, um, when we were doing this animated video project, Justin had asked us like do you guys have any like can you guys maybe like record yourselves playing in your in your houses or like can we add some shots of you guys and the question came up like well I mean I think Aaron shot that whole set like can he give us the footage and he was gracious enough to give us the whole set shot in HD so Justin was able to kind of incorporate some of that into
1: um, into this video yeah it w- it was really cool how that came together because we we really wanted to have a video when we were putting out this record and uh, a friend of ours, Dan, has had this kind of video idea uh, that, I mean, he told us about it probably a couple of years ago when he, when he saw us and he wanted to do it and we were all set to do this video, which would have been like more of a, you know, the kind of video you would expect from like our kind of band. It was just going to be a bunch of people in a room and, you know, rocking out and, you know shots flashing everywhere you know it was going to be kind of like you know a video that you would expect from us and we actually yep we had that all planned out we had the basement of opus in salem booked out um and it was and we were we were buying lighting we had like called out a bunch of friends to come down there um and it was scheduled for like something like March 20th of last year or something it was the first so thing it was that like,
2: covid took out was, was our the, video shoot yeah it was the it was the,
1: the first thing that covid took out yep exactly and like i was talking to the, i was emailing back and forth with the venue and we're like oh yeah maybe we can just reschedule it for like next month or something you know like remember we were all like doing that kind of stuff for <laughs> yeah, a while like i thought it
0: was just going to be a few weeks
1: <laughs> yeah we'll just push it back a couple of weeks and then um and then so we didn't have a video Um, but as it was getting kind of close to release time in the winter, um, Joseph at HellMinded was being like, oh, you guys going to still do a video. That'd be cool if you guys did a video. And we're like, oh yeah, we should totally do a video. We just, we just haven't. And we were trying to figure out a way to do it. And, um, a couple of the, uh, I, I talked to my friend, Justin, he's like, uh, like my bestie, like, you know, from growing up and everything. And our kids at the exact same age, pretty much. And, um, uh like I was talking to him about like are there concepts we can do for like social distancing can we be like outside and stuff and and he was like oh why don't I just uh why don't I just animate you guys a bunch of stuff and make that as a video so he his like his job is doing like animation and video production and stuff like that he's a total pro and um he has a day job and then he also takes on a bunch of freelance work and he was like, yeah, freelance is quiet right now. And there's a bunch of new stuff I want to try with animating. So it'll be fun to work on like a friend project instead of like the kind of like corporate type stuff that he normally has to take on, you know, for the paycheck and everything like that. And uh, so like we just did a zoom call like this and, Kevin like told him some of the imagery that's running through his head when he's uh, like singing the song or thinking about that song and everything. And yeah. like a month later, he's like, Oh, how's this? And we're like, okay, <laughs> that's great. He and, yeah. yeah. He's like, uh, yeah, he's, he's awesome. We're, we're super lucky to to have that. We're all pretty happy with how it came out. Gelatin man rampage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, basically. it's fucking
0: great. I love, I love also that there's like these shots in it that look I mean, I c- I can't tell the difference in some of them if it's a if it's an animated if the background part is animated or if they're organic shots like it like that's how good it is it almost it almost looks just like camera footage of like a space or a couch or or whatever.
1: We're we're incredibly lu- yeah we're we're incredibly lucky with like just the friends we have and people that want to work with us and help out. Like, I mean, pretty much the entire list of everyone that everyone that's helped us with this. It's, it's all like good friends of ours. Like, uh, Sean, Sean who records all of our stuff. Like he, he went to college with Kevin and Teeny, and I think was even Teeny's roommate. Um, like Joe McFazin, who took all those photos, like Kevin and Joe grew up together. Um, Justin, who did that video, he's like, you know, like I said, he's my bestie. Like we were in the same first grade class together. Yeah. Um, Charlie's
2: like one of our oldest friends being in this band. He drums for the hideout, does like all of our album artwork and stuff. Um, yeah, just like, we got an awesome crew that's, that helps us out with all this stuff. It's uh, we're, we're very, very lucky, very lucky. Yep.
0: Yeah. It's rad. It's, 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 it's a rad way to like, um kind of personify some of the music at this time too, you know? Cause, cause I feel like, I don't know. I feel like something like an animation or a, uh, you know, something that's drawn as art or like even with album art with like drawings and, and graphic rendering that like speaks internally to the way that people are feeling as opposed to, you know, still images or video that's shot of actual people because everything has been so kind of sterilized and like on pause and like, you know, it's like, yeah, you could, you could shoot a video outside in a field, social distancing, or you could do whatever. Um, but there's, there's something very like powerful about taking, taking like the way that you're feeling in internally and visualizing it the way that he did in this particular video. So I think it's like, a pretty sweet way to come out with one of the first singles off the record. Um, cool.
1: Yeah, and we we probably will do at some point like the kind of video that I was describing earlier. I mean, we want to do it. We we always wanted to do something like that, and it was just purely the fault of COVID that we didn't. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like I kind of feel the same way that you do about like music videos. I remember being a kid and um, like seeing like uh those like old like weezer videos from the blue album and everything and like like those are just like kind of like ingrained in my brain somewhere back there
0: weezer Foo fighters um, Yeah. green day blink 182 um
2: I'm not a video visually creative person at all. So like going into this, making this video, I was like super self-conscious. Cause I was like, I don't know if the ideas I'm giving Justin are going to make any sense at all. And he's like, Oh, I think I can storyboard this and make something out of it. And he's like, here's this great video. I'm like, Whoa, cool. Yeah. Like I, I'm just, I can't draw. I, I'm not a photographer. I don't, I like not visually creative at all. Um, so it's like very cool that Justin could take some kind of like, very basic ideas from me and make that video. Um, uh, so all, all the credit to him. <laughs> yeah, it's right. It's a great,
0: it's, it's a great fucking video. Um, you guys, you guys mentioned before, like, uh, your, your involvement with like looking for labels and stuff like that. Like how did, uh, how did you guys get involved with Hellminded? and what is the, uh, like, do they, are they a full label or did they just kind of do more like distribution or like how, how, what's your relationship with them? Like, kind of like.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, we emailed a bunch of labels. Um, I mean, I guess now we'll call it early in the pandemic at the time. It wasn't early. It was probably past when we all thought we we would be stuck at home. You know, it was like past that first quarantine period. And then we're like, Oh, so we're going to be able to go out and do stuff again. Right. Uh, But anyway, um, so Joseph had from Hellminded Minded had um, hit us up and said he dug the album and wanted to talk to us more. So we had a Zoom call with him. And um, so he's a, a fairly he's a one man operation. I mean, he has like distribution channels and stuff. But like as far as like, you know, working with artists and and packaging everything up at home. And like he's a he's a one stop shop. Um, but he had a, a few releases under his belt and he had a bunch already on slate for 2020 and then he's got a bunch more releases after this one for 2021. So he's basically like, Hey, listen, like I'm ramping up and I'd love you guys to jump on board. Like, here's what I'm thinking. And we're like, yeah, let's let's do it. He's based out in New Jersey, which isn't far from here. Um, his main gig is he runs the Trenton Punk Rock Flea Market, which is like a giant event that he runs throughout the year. Um, which obviously during COVID times he couldn't do, so he was yeah. more focused on like label stuff. Um, but he's been awesome to work with. Like he he really helped us see how releasing this record during a quarantine could be cool and fun and um, something that could be um, like not a bummer basically. I don't, I don't know how else to say it. Um, and, and he was right. Like this whole process has been cool. And um, like I said earlier in our chat, like it's been tough to sit on this for so long, but yeah, that Joseph's been great. And uh, yeah, just so happy today's here. It's, uh, it's a, yeah, awesome. He's in <laughs>
1: there it's, it's fair. It seems like it's fairly new and it's exciting. And, um, I mean, I, I like following them on Instagram and just seeing like what other records he's going to be putting out. Like, um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty awesome. We've been enjoying it at least.
0: You guys, uh, so you guys mentioned like, you know, as things are very slowly starting to ramp up and, and, uh, and, you know, vaccines are coming out and stuff like that. Uh, you know, you guys are finally going to get back together to get into the studio space and and work, you know, get back to the practicing and stuff like that. How, uh, what's, what's coming down the pipes? Like, is there anything kind of in the works that you <laughs> can talk about or that you feel like people should be, uh, should be anticip- anticipating? I, <laughs> I just want to play.
2: I just want shows to be a thing and to play. Yeah, for, for uh, not, me, nothing personally, would make
1: me happier for me, personally, like I've uh, I mean, one of the reasons we're holding off is just because, like, you know, people have different living situations. You know, some people live with higher risk people and everything like that. And so we're, yeah. you know, we're trying to follow the rules, be really careful and everything like that. Um, But, man, like like I was saying earlier, like I feel like I just have played. I've been in my house so much. I've probably played more guitar in the past year than, you know any other year in my life and so I just have I really want to start working on stuff again and I just have so much so many new tunes and so many ideas and everything and the way that I like to work is I like I like the, the collaboration kind of thing like I don't like being in charge of everything so I have all these ideas and I don't like to say that they're full songs because I don't like to be the one to be like, yep, that's a full idea. That's a song right there. Like I want to, I'm super excited to like get together with Kevin and Jim and Andy and Tini and like, you know, and just like have new songs because when do we record these songs? Like it's been almost two years ago, you know? Yep. And so that for me, that's like one of the, you know, a lot of people, people like being in bands for a lot of different reasons, you know, they like the shows, they like to hang out, you know, I really like the, for some people, this part may seem tedious, like the creative process, but that's like kind of one of the things that really gets me, uh, like, really gets me into it. Um, so I'm just like, super excited to see where all these ideas that I've been working on, and that I know that Jim, our other guitar player, has been working on, like, we we send stuff back and forth so like um that's like a big one for me but like obviously come on we need to have shows again (laughs) like it's it's insane I'm not not saying that we should have do the do it prematurely obviously like when it's safe and everything like that but like um once like I mean come on like once we're all hanging out again and like giving giving our buddies hugs and like I'm
2: gonna cry the whole time I'm just gonna cry it's gonna
1: be like (laughs) Like I'm wearing, like, I think I'm, I'm wearing my like Mondays don't have to suck t-shirt you're on gonna right be, now. Like, <laughs> like am like, great. I'm at Charlie's. <laughs>
0: you're going to be happy again, Kevin. And people are going to be mad because you're not going to be writing any lyrics. <laughs> yep.
1: Sorry, everyone. Yeah. Oh my
2: God.
0: <laughs> well, uh, uh, for,
1: oh, man,
2: I can't wait. I cannot wait. I can't wait to be in a room with a bunch of our friends again. It's just like, it feels, it, it feels like it's not impossible. You know what I mean? Like it feels like something that could happen It's, not. it's
0: at the again. Tip of, it's on the tip of everybody's tongue now. Everybody yeah.
1: tasted. it. Everybody. Yeah. Like there was a time when it was like, am I ever going to go to a show again? Am I ever going to see and hug a friend again? Like, <laughs> you know, I have, like, I have that song like half written one for when we get back together.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I usually don't write stuff on my own, but like I have that song already. <laughs> Preemptively in the bank.
0: <laughs> oh dude, we're going to, we're going to all be so stoked. Um, kevin athus and christy so on the show with us tonight from oh the humanity uh the latest release is self-titled and it's out everywhere now you can find it on their Bandcamp, camp oh the guys thank you so much for coming on the show it's been a fucking pleasure chatting tonight and uh i i wish you guys all the best with this this release and we're all so stoked to uh to hopefully get to see you guys play again soon
2: thanks jeff this was awesome yeah this was
1: great thank you
0: thank you <laughs>